Welcome to an amazing episode of Sports Matters. I am your host, Kevin Drake, and your other host. Good morning, Mr. Matt Burt. Good morning. How are you, Kevin? Boy, I'm doing great. Yes, we're going to be touching on lots of sports today from uh, the big boxing match that happened over the weekend, the PGA tune-up with Tiger Woods. You got the French Open, which is going on right now. Nadal's already up two sets in the quarterfinals. They call this finals week. We got NBA finals, Stanley Cup finals. First, before uh, we get started, we got to give a round of applause to Mr. Trenton Denholm, who is the Big West Pitcher of the Year. <laughs> Along with UCI's Christian Koss, the Defensive Player of the Year in the Big West. So congrats to you, gentlemen. Thank you for your excellence. What else is hot? I tell you, Tiger Woods is hot. Yeah, Tiger Woods. Minus five on Sunday? Yep. What a way to close out. I mean, he closed a gap. You know, he didn't get the W. He was definitely one of the top players with a strong finish. And I can only tell you what's coming up next. Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. Yeah, the big one. And I think, you know, he's the closest to being old Tiger as he's ever been. Yes. So he's coming off a really good performance. Look for him to carry that into Pebble, of course, which is way more designed for how he plays now rather than how he used to play with the big driver and he tried to get as much yardage. So look for him to play really well with the woods and the irons this week. He's ready for this Pebble Beach. You could tell by Sunday the way he looked and just iron out some kinks. But you're right. He's playing the best golf as long as he stays healthy. He's a threat out there. He's a big time threat yeah. out there. So You have Kepka playing amazing golf. It but, sure is. I mean, if as long as he keeps that ball in play, you, you don't want to get too far left or right in pebble. It's it's tough because you gotta you gotta play things in the middle of the fairway because of just of how it's slanted and you know it's it's a tough golf course. It'll be an interesting time Plus, for them. You also gotta factor in the onshore breeze from the ocean. Yeah, it's a true links course. I like Tiger a lot in it. You know, in terms of where the U.S. Open is going to go, probably looking like my pick is Tiger for this week, for sure. Tiger is one of the favorites. I think Tommy Fleetwood's been playing good golf. And I really think that the one guy that kind of fell off for a while that might have a pretty good showing is Martin Keimer. Because he, he absolutely just fell off the map. But then this past weekend, he shot a minus 15. And it's starting to show signs of his old game. And he's still really young. So, you know, I think it's... Figuring it's, some things out. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of figuring things out. But they said that he had the, like, the yips. Where it's just like some people lose it and they really lose it. But this past weekend, he was at the top of the leaderboard for a while. So That's good. So he found something that's working and, yeah, and you know, take that into Pebble Beach. Then that's what they, they have you do is when you have the yips, it's about developing new muscle memory. So uh, I think he is one of those guys that I like. What about Jordan Spieth? Jordan Spieth is another guy that I like. I always like Jordan Spieth. This is Pebble Beach plays into kind he's of He's been his, too quiet for so strength. long. So he's, he's he's dealing with kind of that kind of stuff yeah. too, mental stuff. His putting has been just not normal Jordan Spieth where uh, he was just knocking down everything with 10 feet away. In this, I mean, you can look at the, the big long hitters and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Capua, but I don't like them as much. I mean, obviously they 
can just get hot with the driver and have everything be straight and long and you know I could be really eating my words but I think it's just such a tough golf course for in terms of placement yeah but I I really like him I really like Patrick Cantlay yeah Cantlay that's another player that's been playing really well he's been playing really really well he's been getting I'm picking all the guys that are starting to get hot at the right times yep I think Jordan Spieth hasn't really been hot you got to come into these majors with a little bit of of momentum momentum and then Francesco Molinari to Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, because in the past year, Molinari still has played really good golf. Oh, really great golf. Consistent, consistent great golf. I really like him. And Tiger Woods, he's back, and and that's who I'm going for, Tiger Woods, of course. Everyone's (laughs) going for Tiger. They want to see him pass Jack and have the redemption. Like, he's really It's not going to happen this year, but definitely, you got to get as many as you can while you're still healthy. Oh, yeah, while you're still healthy, for sure. But it is going to be a fun U.S. Open if you like beautiful beach golf. I would watch the U.S. Open this weekend. Well, moving on over to the French Open tennis. It's going on right now, actually. It's the quarterfinals. And we there was an epic match that happened on uh, Saturday. It was Stan Wawrinka, the 34-year-old, going up against Stefana Sissipas, the rising star, the 20-year-old. And they got into a 5-hour and 10-minute match. That's a long time. Yes. On clay. Non-stop until you finish. Five hours and ten minutes. And then Stan the man just kind of edged him out. And Stan's kind of gone through a whole reinventing himself because he blew out his knee. He had two knee surgeries inside of a month after he last won the French Open in 2015. So to get back to this level again is pretty amazing for Stan. He's now 34. So going up against you know Stefano Sissipas, the rising star, the 20-year-old. He's got all the energy. And, and I saw him you know take out Federer back in the Australia. Open. So that was an epic match. And, you know, eventually someone's going to lose. And Stefanis lost, but he didn't lose by much. It's very tearful for him. Hopefully he will learn something from that match. Is that Stan the man? He knows how to win some slams. I mean, he's got three under his belt. He last won the French Open in 2015, like I just said. Other than that, it's been Nadal. 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 <laughs> yeah, so this is at Roland Garros, right? Yes, Roland Garros. So on that beautiful bright red clay. Is Federer still in it? Yes, Federer is actually playing Wawrinka, the okay. two Swiss guys. For the So they know each other really well. And uh, Stan Wawrinka, before, after he beat Stefanis, he goes, yes, I know him. He goes, I'm playing Federer. He goes, he is older than me, but he's much better than me. <laughs> That's something crazy. Yeah. He's like, how old is he, 38? Am I right on that? Federer's 37, but he's pushing 38. 38, yeah. Nadal just turned 33. Do you like how that I pulled that out? Yeah. Hey, there you go. No, you you know. You know I what know, you're talking about. Well, Nadal's up two sets on Nishikori, and he's already up in the third set, so it looks like Nadal's going to cruise to the semis. Right now, you got Stan Wawrinka versus Roger Federer. Federer's up two sets to one. They're locked 2-2 in the fourth set right now, so that's a pretty good match going on. Are you about to go watch this after? After we're done here, are you going to watch? You this? know they've been replaying a lot of these tournaments. You know, um, On the not in real channel? time. Obviously, they just play it our time. Still, I actually watched Sophia Kennan beat Serena. That was another big win over the weekend. Sophia yeah. Kennan's a young and up and comer, and and she beat Serena in two straight sets. So a lot of the big guns in the women's side, like Serena, Naomi Osaka, they're out. What's left for the women's right now? You have Conta, who just won. She beat Sloane Stevens, so she's in the semis. You have Von Drusova, who. Who won the Indian Wells. She's the 19-year-old. She's going to go up against uh, Martich later today. And then tomorrow, you got Madison Keys against Ashley Barty from Australia. And then Simona Halep against 
Anna Samova, she's another young up-and-comer. She's 18. Anna Samova is 18 years old. So no Serena? No Serena. Wow. So, But Simona Halep actually won the tournament yeah. last year, so Simona has to win this tournament just to keep her points. Yeah. So right now, so they're all in the quarterfinals, so those matches are going to be tomorrow. But today... Conta from uh, Britain has already won, and then you'll have uh, Von Drusova versus Martich later today. So it but should ba- be interesting. Yeah. I like Halep in that. Oh, yeah, Halep. But, I mean, Anna Samova, she upsets her. You know, that, that could happen. Could That's happen. the thing with the women's. It, it's so wide open. Yes, Halep's definitely the favorite, definitely the defending champ. So you want to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, Federer and uh, Wawrika, yeah, they're locked 2-2. Nadal looks like he's going to get to the semis. And then on the other side, Dominic Team versus Karen Kachinoff. That should be a great match. Remember I told you Team would be in this. He's in the quarterfinals. And then you have Novak Djokovic. And then finally, Alexander Zverev made it to the quarterfinals. Did you know this is Djokovic's 10th quarterfinals at the French Open? 10th? 10th. Wow. But the problem is Rafa Nadal. He I can't know. get past him. I think he's beaten him once when he won his French Open. So it's tough because, you know, like I said last week, in the last 15 years, there's only four winners. You had Stan Wawrinka was one of them. Federer won one. Djokovic won one. Nadal's won 11. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. But, yes, French Open. It's second of the Grand Slams. And then once this tournament concludes, literally a month from now, it'll be Wimbledon. So you kind of throw in the U.S. Open golf. Then you have Wimbledon. And it goes. that's why it goes from slow on clay to super fast on grass. Mm. Fast on grass. <laughs> we roll into some quotes. Actually, this is a great way to open up some quotes. So over the weekend, there's been a colossal upset. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like uh, you might be too young to remember, but when James Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson, I know where you're going with this, and that's yes. one of my quotes. Yes, so Anthony Ruiz Jr. Yes, yeah, upset Anthony Joshua, and Anthony Joshua was just was he 22 and 0 with 21 knockouts. I mean, it's just a beast, and just mowing down everybody. And then I mean, he even knocked him down in the third round. You know, Joshua knocked down Ruiz Jr., but then Ruiz Jr. recovered and and took the fight. TKO, and I believe in the seventh round, that <laughs> was pretty epic. Yeah. So this is a quote I have, and it's a response to the Stephen A. Smith quote. Oh, yeah. Was that your quote? I can give a different one. I no, no, go ahead. What, what was the Stephen A. Smith quote? Well, Stephen A. Smith was like, this is a disgrace for boxing, and this was, this was the worst thing that has ever happened to boxing is having Anthony Joshua, and you have a guy that really didn't deserve to win. Along those lines. I yes. don't know exactly so, what Stephen A. Smith. So he goes, oh my God, Anthony Joshua, three belts, and gets TKO by Butterbean? Yeah. So Anthony Rees Jr.'s response was, I encourage you to, to do your research before insulting my career. I know boxing isn't your lane, but if you're going to talk boxing, at least do study to know what you're saying. So that was his uh, response to that. Don't insult me and call me Butterbean. I've been boxing for a long time, too. Yes, I know I'm not as dominant as Anthony Joshua. I won this fight. You did win this yeah. fight. But that wasn't the quote I had. Good. Yeah, good. good. I, I knew what quote you were saying. Um, I didn't know what Stephen A. Smith, I knew his response. I didn't really pay it. He's like, Stephen A. Smith talks. And I was like, hmm. Well, that's what he does. I mean, you know, Stephen A. Smith, that's why he got paid the money. He's, he's an entertainer. He entertains $10 us. $10 million a year. Yeah, it's kind of like what you watch things. NBA T or TNT to listen to what Charles Barkley is going to say next. You're not listening to, like, taking his analytics. Because he, right. he literally said the Warriors would never win a championship. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> well, we'll this get- is from Teddy Atlas. Teddy okay. Atlas is a famous boxing analyst, famous, uh, you know, boxing correspondent. 
think he was a boxer one day at one point in time. Uh, Teddy Atlas said Ruiz just wrecked a hundred years of physical fitness. Go ahead and look up what Anthony Ruiz Jr. If you don't know who he is, he is the complete opposite of what Anthony Joshua, Joshua is. looks yeah. like. Yeah, just the complete opposite. You have some person that's sculpted like Michelangelo, chiseled, you know, yes. just chiseled, and then you have Anthony Ruiz Jr. Who is like more on my side, you know? It's like he's rocking just, the dad bod. Yeah. No, he's just a he's a big dude, and big you know, dude. he's just not chiseled up like the other no. guy. But that doesn't that's not required that's to not, be a great fighter. That doesn't take away from <laughs> yeah. hand strength. And and you want to yeah. know something? I if you get punched in where Anthony Joshua got punched, which is right behind the ear, it's uh, the cerebellum, and that disorients you. And I he looked disoriented after he took one from that area and then when you get punched there it's the this it gets described as feeling as drunk you feel you lose your balance you lose all the kind of fine motor skills that you have so anthony joshua got him with an amazing punch which led up to his eventual knockout of him it's really tough when you get hit in that area that's why they protect their ears back here oh yeah and that's what yeah. happened to Anthony Joshua, and then he eventually got the knockdown. Yeah. So Anthony Ruiz Jr., an unprecedented 10-to-1 odds going into it. One Crazy. One of the greatest upsets, upsets happen. of all time. Yeah, and it's that's what's there. great about sports. You know, Upsets can happen. And I got a good quote. It's about Stan Wawrinka. He had two knee surgeries within a month. Took him a while to rehabilitate his joint. He's been in some epic matches recently. He's worked his way back. He's just taken all this hard work. Why would a 34-year-old, you know, in tennis worlds, it's just like, why don't you just retire? You know, you pretty much had a catastrophic injury. Be done. He came back, won that five-hour and ten-minute match against Poss, and his quote was, that is the reason why I came back to play in front of people to play in the biggest tournaments you can play. And the tennis players always have the nice polished quotes. Yeah, they do. They're very yeah. political in yeah. that sense. They'll just take it out on the racket when things aren't going their way. <laughs> right. Or they'll, they'll throw the chair, you yeah. know. They'll throw the chair on Curios. the Curios. No curios in this tournament. I know. Yeah. All right. Back to you. What quote do you have? Well, my quote is about Clay Thompson. This has been the general theme because he's the most quotable person. Steve Kerr said, Clay will be half dead and still think he can play. Which is a very <laughs> accurate kind of thing. So I think that was kind of a an accurate way to pick the guy. And then the other thing that Clay Thompson said is, see you in the Bay, Aubrey. You know who Ooh, Aubrey is? yes. You know who Aubrey is? Drake's yeah, original. Yeah, it's a birth name. Smart. Yeah, I like that one. That's that's a good one. Well, he also, see you in the Bay, Aubrey. <laughs> he also said a, a term that I can't say over the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clay is a killer. Steph is a killer. Those those guys, I mean, Draymond is a killer. Andre Iguodala, I mean, we're going to touch on this in a moment. but yeah. Okay, here comes the quote. I've never seen coaching like I'm getting with the Rams. Blake Bortles. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, just listen to that. I've never seen coaching like I'm getting with the Rams. So this whole time with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's just like, wow. And we know, come on, we know. We've been in this camp for several years now, and we saw the transformation what Coach Sean McVay has done. And, and he's right. I mean, last year they actually ranked all the coaches. It was Bill Belichick's coaching staff. Number two was Sean McVay. Well, the top two coaching staffs end up in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. where the master taught prodigy a lesson. Yeah. One of our previous guest words. Mm-hmm. But it's true. It's true. And I think that's a good one. And you're looking at an entirely new Rams team, too. 
I mean, we can get. Oh my goodness! You got Clay Matthews, Eric Weddle. I think Eric Weddle. Here's the unique thing about Eric Weddle. Sean McVay has so much love for this Eric Weddle. You know, when they did the joint practice with Baltimore last year, yeah. Sean McVay actually asked, like, who is this Eric Weddle guy? Like, can he just back off? You know, we're we're trying to run some plays, and he's just ruining everything for us. So what's been happening is, is Eric Weddle during some of these uh, summer and spring workouts, the OTAs, he's been sitting in with Sean McVay on the offensive side and giving Jared Goff some pointers, like, oh, this is what this defense is doing. This is what they're going to do. This is what they're going to do. He is like the Bill Belichick on defense in a sense of being on the field. He's the Tom Brady on the defensive side. Well, he's he's a, a quarterback. He gets everybody lined up. He knows what's going to happen. Happen. He's such a student of the game. His his football IQ is off the charts. He's going to have a bright career yes. in coaching, it sounds like. Oh, absolutely. Coaching, being a general manager, whatever he wants to do in the sport of football. The man is so intelligent. It's going to be great when football rolls around here. But we got to get so much time before then. Yeah. So much time. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of baseball to be played. I mean, the Dodgers are killing it. The Twins are the best team of baseball. Crazy. The but twins, what? How many Twins can you name? I can name Kirby Puckett, but he doesn't play. <laughs> He's <laughs> retired. <laughs> 90s baseball players. Yeah. So, anyway, NBA Finals. I got an opportunity to watch a full game from start to finish, game two. Thought it was a really fun game to watch. And boy, you saw some great things. You really saw the resilience of a championship team of the Golden State Warriors, you know, with them being banged up and players dropping like flies. The bench really stepped up for the Warriors on the road. The bench stepped up huge. McKinney hitting some threes. DeMarcus Cousins did start, and he played really well. And who was the other guy that just killed him right in the end? Oh, yeah. That's Mr. Andre Iguodala. Yeah. It was Didn't just... make a shot all game long, but when it comes time to make the right shot, the game-clinching shot, that was nothing but net. It was beauty. Yeah, and if you're a Raptors fan, you got to hang your hat that they had a 10-0 run at the end of the game. But just, you know, it wasn't enough. Yeah, but it was the 18-0 run that the Warriors opened up the third quarter that the Raptors just didn't know what to do. They just kind of got out of the rhythm. They just couldn't buy a bucket. And the Warriors did a pretty good job on their pick-and-roll defense. They really uh, forced the Raptors, and it's all they had to do was knock them off their rhythm for just a little bit, for enough for them to get a bunch of points, in which they did. And once they flipped the script and they were up by 10, 13 points, that was it. Raptors were in catch-up mode for the rest of the half. And the Raptors don't have that explosive offense like the Warriors do, so it takes them a lot longer to scratch and claw and get back into the game. Yeah, and I think the keys going forward for both teams are, well, the Warriors is health-wise. Like, how healthy is Clay Thompson going to be? Because that's a big integral part of them. Right, that'll keep him out for a significant time. I right. mean, he could miss Wednesday, but... He could, but like, that's kind of the thing is, like, you know, that's the argument to me made. You'll sit here and if you listen to ESPN and every single analyst is like, don't play Clay Thompson. Now I'm on the opposite. If, he's, if he wants to play, this is the finals. Yeah, this is the You finals. bet your butt he's going to try to play at all costs. And you have, yes. you, you just built up this momentum. How many times have Kobe's played through some gnarly injuries to, you know, to win championships? I mean, he really sacrificed Sacrifices body and Clay's no different. Clay's going to be out there if he can. He, he's going to be out there. Yeah, and he should be out there if he feels 
ready enough. And this this medical staff for the Warriors has done wonders. This is where his head is. Like, are the Warriors going to be healthy enough? If Clay doesn't play, let's assume that he doesn't play. You're going to see a lot of minutes out of Boogie, and he hadn't played in 45 days. But he it's played like, really well on the road, so it's a good sign. And that's, that's all you need sign. from Boogie. I, yeah, and he played yeah. really well. But it's like they really pushed his limit there towards the but, end. He but also ran out of gas. Game two, Steve Kerr kind of using his Phil Jackson-esque by inserting Andrew Bogut in. He didn't even play game one. Well, yeah, that's and, the and that chemistry, thing. the chemistry that Bogut still has with Curry, like all those alley oops. I mean, that that was killing the Raptors. Yeah, that's the other. Those thing were easy like, deuces. You, if you bring in a guy like Bogut, who is a defensive specialist, right? Yes, and he gets three easy buckets. That's kind of like you're getting buckets from Andrew Bogut. You're getting buckets from Quinn Cook. You're getting buckets from yeah, Cook McKinney. McKinney. Yeah, <laughs> when they went on the eighteen and zero run, like how many Warriors are out there? Yeah, is this still five? Yeah, the way yeah. they were. <laughs> crazy. But you know what the Raptors do? I thought was really interesting was is um, and I know our former guest up Chuck Hassie, the box and one. They actually played the box yeah. and one defense, and, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it definitely slowed in the NBA. It's never done the NBA, but it definitely it worked for a bit. You want to do it in spurts. You just want to surprise and make certain adjustments. And I have to give it up to Coach Nick Nurse for doing that. And it did. And that's, that's what kind of spawned that 10-0 run for them to kind of get back into it. But it's just a little too much too late. Well, that's the thing. Is I think what the Raptors need to do, there's, they, it's like you said, there's too much. All their offense is on the perimeter. It made it a little easier to defend where the Warriors made their adjustments and they really defended that pick and roll. And... If you would get Gasol down the low box, he's really crafty in the low post. You got to run some low posts, like kick it down the low post and kick it back out, and then do your pick and rolls. Well, they did not utilize Marcus All at all, really. Yeah, I thought it was more of a Fed Van Fleet played excellent. Um, I think it was more of Kawhi Leonard just doesn't look healthy right now to me. I, I haven't seen him really jump off the floor. Well, they've been defending him really well too. Well, they though. have been defending him yeah. well, but I, he has not been normal Kawhi Leonard where he's just like skying and throwing. And dunks. I think there's something up there. It's the playoffs, right? Everyone's got nicks and bangs, yeah. and you know, everyone's banged up. But I will say this is that you had only eight players for the Raptors, run. right? So everyone's talking about how deep this team is for the Raptors, but realistically, they're only running eight guys. And I think that they're going to have to rely on some other people throwing in some different looks. I know OG Ananube has had some experience in the finals. You got to figure out a way to get, because that's heavy minutes, 38 minutes for Fred Van Fleet. Played amazing, right? He played incredible. He was stopping sure. Curry most of the sure. game. He played on par with Curry. Like, that's something that you need, right? Kyle Lowry fouled out. So that's Kyle, probably that's the gonna, thing about Kyle Lowry. He, see, he has a aggressive. knack of making these uh, silly fouls. Even the commentators were saying that because a couple of those fouls, he goes, I can't believe he, he made that foul. He goes, that's just not a good foul. Kyle Lowry, they they need you. I mean, you're the core of the Raptors. I mean, you need to step up. I mean, I know he knows that. We'll see what happens in Game 3. I mean, the Raptors have been knocked around in this playoffs, and they always seem to come back. <laughs> this is the multi-defending Warriors, the defending champs. Well, to your point, when they ran that box and one, yes. right, when they, they, they stuck four on the... The elbows and the blocks, right? They had Fred Van Fleet chasing around Curry, and it worked for a while. But then eventually you saw the adjustment. And at the end of the game, they stayed in that box and one. And what happened? Sean Livingston makes a huge, huge catch. I didn't know if it was Sean Livingston or Megatron. You know, he just came up with a huge catch. And then what is his first thing? He turns. He dribbles in towards the box, sucking up the defenders, allowing Andre Iguodala to be open. So if you're going to do that, the problem is... 
These players are NBA players. Draymond Green can make threes. Andre Iguodala can make threes. Whether or not they're going to make enough to beat you the entire game, I don't think. But when a game there, is on the line, Draymond Green is going to kill you. Iguodala Andre Iguodala killed you. Steph, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. I mean, these guys yeah. got the deadly bite. They just know how to win. They know what's at stake. This is their fifth finals. They know what, they to, know do. what to do. For the Raptors is, is that you can't leave any man unguarded. And and the guy that actually was doing the double team, and once you got the ball out of Steph Curry's hands, that's when that guy needs to shift over, at least challenge Iguodala. The game was lost the first six minutes of the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, that's really where it was, because then they were just playing catch-up the rest of the way. And it's like, yeah, they made a nice comeback, but it just took them too long to get back into it. And they just let the game get out of their hands. They let it get out of well. control. They go in over in the very beginning of that yeah. third quarter. I mean, like, you can't do that. But it's going to make for an interesting game three because the one thing, the Raptors, you know, they have one on the road as well. The Warriors have woken up. That 10-day slump is gone. They're ready. You know, you're going to beat the champs. You're going to have to beat them. It's like yeah. New England Patriots. you got to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. The Warriors are not going to beat themselves. And you're I'll, going to have to beat the Warriors. And, and it's going to be a great game. Steph Curry is not going to go three for ten every single game. No, no, not you at all. A, you had a golden opportunity. Yes. I mean, like you had a really golden opportunity against and the you team. Get, yeah, and you get him home on his home court. Whew, yeah, it's gonna be tough to stop. Now, did you hear this? There's a, right. a big story about Kawhi Leonard. You know about the claw logo? Yeah, that, I saw that. So when he was drafted in 2011, he actually sketched his hand because he has an unusually large hands. So he sketched of his hand. It was called the Kawhi Claw. And he just put KL2. He is the author of this logo. So somewhere along the line, he had a, a, a deal with Nike and he allowed Nike to use the claw for certain things. So Nike decides Nike? that they filed. Yeah, Nike decides to file copyright registration of his logo saying they authored the logo. And so now he's filed a suit against them. He's suing Nike to take control back of the logo that he created because he did create it. He's the true author. And it said the goal for the plaintiff is for Kawhi to be the sole author of the logo. If Nike wants to use it, that's fine. They got to pay him royalties, but they're trying to jack the logo from him saying it's theirs. So now he's split from Nike, and I believe he signed with New Balance earlier in the year. Jordan has his brand. Kawhi just built in his brand. And he did. He created the Quiet Claw. Yeah. It was his creation. And so and now it's going to be. New yeah. Balances. So now it's going to be. Well, it could be anyone's. You know, it's his claw. It's his deal. So the, in other words, the shoe companies can't just say, well, Nike's the only one that can make the claw and sell the claw. That's what they're trying to do is copyright and say only we're the full owner of this. Because they've done a couple of things with Kwai, he allowed them to do it. He's suing them, so he takes control. That way, New Balance or Nike, you know, in the future can use the claw, but it has to be with Kwai's permission, and also he gets royalties from it. Yeah, smart. So, He's yeah, a businessman. Absolutely. They so I, be, I, I protect your personal brand. I'm absolutely, all about it. and I 110 support of a Kawhi Leonard. But I just thought that was an interesting story. I was reading that this morning. I thought, wow, that's crazy. It's crazy, you know. But you got to watch these big companies, man. They'll just pickpocket you. You're like, what just happened? Yeah, I know.